Here we go. Broadcasting from Edmonton's majestic used hubcap district. I just can't pull off a onesie. No, neither can I. Uh-huh. Uh, that's not good. Kids today with their inline skates and their long boards that roll over everything. Totally weird and wild. It works, but it's weird. You know what's underrated? Ravioli. God, that's awful. It smells like smoke coming off someone's ass. I guess I'm getting the vibe here that a lot of people had these lofty dreams and no one lived up to them. I get that feeling, too. Oh, it's so good to laugh again. I can God, do people not know I'm at work? The Garner Andrews Show with Bryce Kelly Podcast. Are we on? Ooh, yes. Yes, we are. Checking. That seems loud. Hang on. Oh, <laughs> who keeps cranking this up? Hope you're not upset that uh, we're recording 15 minutes late. I yeah, was on the phone. With, uh, <laughs> on the phone. with Sportsnet hockey analyst, Louis DeBrusque. A friend of mine. Uh, which is weird because do pe- do people know that they did so Louis DeBrusque and Jack Michaels are they call the Edmonton Oilers games on Sportsnet yeah. on Sportsnet and they do that out of this building although we've never crossed paths yeah so all the home games they do in the arena as mm-hmm. per normal but this year all they couldn't travel with the team so that all the road games they actually broadcasted from our listener lounge and they were watching on giant TV screens. And the, it sounded fantastic. You had no clue they weren't there. No, a couple of times they let slip that they weren't in the arena, but otherwise you wouldn't know. Like it sounded spectacular. So kudos to those guys and to our Rogers brothers and sisters who made that happen technically. Yeah. The only time you ever knew is if something happened behind the play. Yeah. And they're like, Ooh, we're not quite sure what happened. Like they're waiting for the angles. Yeah. To fill time, they have to be like, oh, we're not there. We don't really know. Yeah. And I think that was some, there was a group of people that finally caught on because I think one of them actually said that one day. Mm-hmm. They say, you know what? Truth be told, we're not in Phoenix or wherever it was. We're- and, and I thought it was fun. So I was talking with them, obviously, the Oilers are in the playoffs versus the Kings at the moment. And I don't know. When I watch these games, a team like the Oilers, where you know that the puck eventually yeah. is going to land on the stick of one of two guys. Yeah. It's going to be McDavid or Drysaddle. If I'm the opposing team in a playoff series, wouldn't it make the most sense to just take a run and, I don't know, have a flying elbow right at one of their domes? <laughs> hey, I'm not going to tell you that that hasn't happened before in the past and may happen this year. You know, I think nowadays it's just ethics, to be honest with you. You want to play guys hard. I do think, and this is just my opinion, but I think that there's such an utmost utmost respect for the top players in the game on each team respectively. I think that this is the most skilled the league has ever been, top to bottom. And, you know, there's just no argument there. So I think that every player coming in has idols they've looked up to, guys they want to play like Connor McDavid, Leon Dreisaitl right now are, you know, setting that table and, you know, a lot of young players have been watching them for a bunch of years now coming up into the National Hockey League. I just don't think that that's kind of the mindset of players nowadays, to be honest with you. That's why it doesn't happen. Sure, it can happen. But you got to catch them first. <laughs> yes, that's true. And that's easier <laughs> and said that's than done. that's not very easy. It's not very easy. It's not, not even easy to get a clean hit on him. So. And that's probably the only reason why I'm not playing in the NHL. <laughs> the only you reason. you got to remember yeah, you got to remember, there's other guys on the other side that might think about doing that to you, too. So yeah. that's always part of it as well as the retaliation. So I think that over the course of time in the league, you know, it played itself out. I had a role for a reason back when I played. I was a tough guy. That tough guy position came into 
the National Hockey League because of things like that. I think the league is at a completely different place now. And I think people, there is a ton of respect. I think there's a ton of respect player to player. Yeah, people still cross the line, but I really like where the game is right now. I do. It's probably good that I'm not in the NHL. Probably. I don't have the respect, it would appear. Yeah, but that's, it's so true what you say, though. Like, you could give that assignment to just a garbage nowhere player, and he takes one for the team, and I don't know. Like, he, those guys must skate around with targets on their backs. Yeah, and the fact that they don't get hurt maybe shows just how good they are at evading yeah. this whole thing. Because oh. I would think that if I were in that game, I would just try and whack his hands a bit, see if I can break a finger. I'm glad that there wasn't a game last night because I would have been too distracted celebrating my beautiful bride's birthday. Oh, of course. You know, it's funny because we have differing opinions on what makes for a good birthday. Like, she was on the phone all day. Every time I saw her, her phone was ringing and she was talking on the phone. And she loved it. We were actually, we finally left the house at like quarter to seven last night, which is on a school night for me to go out for dinner at seven o'clock on a school night. Mm-mm. Usually I'm starting to wind down by then. But like we're driving away from the house and she's like, oh my God, I still haven't talked to so-and-so and so-and-so. I hope they phone tonight. And it's like, oh, aren't you done? <laughs> aren't <laughs> you small talked out? I couldn't do it. But no. good for her. No, for me, birthday, like I would be happy just to get some cake and yeah. that'd be that. Maybe talk to your mom. Uh, yeah, even that. Oh, you paused. <laughs> oh, boy. Even, even that, it could be a text. I hope your mom's not listening because that pause was enough that she probably picked up on, oh, I guess Bryce is too good for his mom. No, of course. I always cherish a phone call from mother. Yes. But, uh... No, I don't <laughs> like talking on the phone. It's the same thing with Christmas, too. The phone's ringing all day on Christmas, and you're like, oh, jeez. Yeah, I just want to... It's eight in the morning. I just want to eat chocolate. <laughs> I just want to lay here on the couch and eat chocolate. Yeah, I like, um, I like birthday cake. I like, I don't know, maybe getting a hug from my loved ones, but I don't need to talk on the phone. But... I did do something last night that I think back on now, and I guess she was probably horrified by it, but it was just her and I at home. And I bought her gluten-free donuts for her birthday cake. Oh. So I went, gluten-free donuts, they're a thing. Yes. They try and tell you they're as good as normal donuts, but uh, uh, they're not. No, not really. No. But it's all she knows. So I got her a pile of gluten-free donuts, and I put them on a plate. And I put a candle in the top donut, and I sang happy birthday to her at about 9 o'clock last night before I went to bed in our kitchen, just the two of us alone, and she was horrified by it. <laughs> you don't realize how long of a song happy birthday is until I, you're the only one singing it. You know what? Whenever, this is what you got to do. When everybody, when somebody's like, okay, everybody, we got to sing happy birthday, come on, gather around. Be the first guy to start singing so you can set the pace. Because if you let somebody else set the pace, they're going to be like, happy birthday. No, you jump in and I do it all the time. I'm like, happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday. Like sing it fast and it's over with right away. And don't. Be the guy who tries to do the end many more or how old are you now? Birthday song doesn't need to be any longer. No. And most of the times I think the recipient doesn't want to, no. want it to continue on much longer. You either. just, it's the most uncomfortable 20 to 
45 seconds of your life when people are singing happy birthday to you. And I did it to my beautiful bride last night. Yeah, I never want it sung to me by anybody at any time, especially in a restaurant. When you're wearing some sweaty lice helmet with antlers on it. Like if I'm going out for a birthday dinner, mm-hmm. I inform, do not tell them that it's my birthday. See, if they ask, what's, why are you out tonight? Do not tell them it's my birthday. Oh, I thought you meant telling your partner or something that don't tell them it's my birthday. Because then you sort of give them, is he secretly just trying to tell me to tell them that he wants an atten- he wants attention paid to him in the restaurant? No. There, if I ever open a restaurant, um, the restaurant is going to be called No Birthday Song Seafood. <laughs> That's what the name. So people like you and I who don't want people singing to them in a restaurant will know that's a safe place to go on your birthday. The Garner Andrews Show with Bryce Kelly Podcast. It's on the internet where your Uncle Ron gets way too political. Turns out everybody, it appears, has been on the news. Yeah, you have. I haven't. I know. <laughs> I thought I was part of an exclusive club, but uh, we continue to get tons of stories from people that have been on the news for good or bad reasons. On a feature called, Hey, What You Doing on the News? You're listening to The Garner Andrews Show with Bryce Kelly Podcast. It's like radio, but on the internet. Wow! There was that one that was pretty juicy, and then we tried to get the guy to come on the radio with us, and he's like, mm-mm, not a chance. Well, he didn't even respond to our text, did he? Not really, no. So, this one right here, I'm going to read it to you. Uh, again, again, the segment, hey, what you doing on the news? I was on Crime Stoppers 25 years ago for destroying a tee box at a golf course that was holding the Alberta Open the next day. They showed us on the video. We got away with it. You're the first person I have told in 25 years. My wife doesn't even know. Ooh. That's the juiciest part right there. I'm not condoning vandalism, but it is an interesting story that you've carried that with you and you haven't said a word about it for 25 years. I'm glad they're they're just crippled by their shame. Oh, yeah. They learned lessons. See, and the fact that they don't want to come on the radio and talk about it and the fact they haven't told their wife, they're clearly, they're ashamed of their behavior. They're embarrassed. Yeah, so that's good enough punishment for me. There's regret there. Yeah. That's good. Being on Crime Stoppers is something else. Both if you're the criminal and you see your crime being reenacted on Crime Stoppers or just being an actor on Crime Stoppers. Or what if the actor they hire to play you in the Crime Stopper is, I don't know, you're not flattered by who they chose to play you mm. in the Crime Stoppers reenactment? Are you allowed to call Crime Stoppers and lodge a complaint against the actor? I hope you can. Like, part of me, I'm the one who vandalized that tea box. Uh-huh. You could have gone with someone 30 pounds lighter to yeah. play me in that. Thank you. I was just wearing a big sweater. <laughs> I looked a little frumpy, but I'm not that big. Oh, man. The one yesterday, too. I was a sunshine girl once or twice. But the son has all the rights to the pictures they take. So when the taboo naughty but nice sex show came to town, the paper blew up my rear end to a full two-page spread. That was a super nice surprise at work in the morning. Ooh. Ooh. (laughs) They should give you the heads up. Shelly. Oh, go ahead. Do they still do Sunshine Girls? I don't know. Do they? I don't know. Or do we just sound like those guys? I I don't know. <laughs> I totally don't look all the time. No, do they? I honestly don't. I haven't cracked open it, a... It seems 
like maybe it hasn't aged well as a feature. Uh, this one was from Shelly. I know I read this one yesterday, but uh, I went to a pot rally downtown when I was a teenager. And as I was having dinner that night with my grandparents, the news showed people catching joints. That's code for marijuana cigarette. Oh, my. I was one of those people. I also had pink hair, so I couldn't pretend it wasn't me, Shelly. Yeah. Yeah, that's why you don't go with a wacky color of hair. No, like if you ever go into witness protection, they probably strongly encourage you to not go with pink hair. Like, just go blonde, brunette, do one of the standard colors. Oh, boy. Look at this conspiracy theory that just came in regarding Crime Stoppers. What if you're a small-time actor who also commits crimes and Crime Stoppers hires you to reenact a crime you committed? What if you're committing crimes just for the work as an it's actor? very, very meta. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. That is actually not a bad idea for a, a screenplay. <laughs> a small-time actor who commits crimes to be employed as a Crime Stopper reenactment actor. And then he catches the eye of Hollywood. Next wow. thing you know, boom. Mm. You're Robert Downey Jr. This is the Garner Andrews Show with Bryce Kelly Podcast. Uh, you and I spend a lot of time backstage kind of talking about our, our dreams, our hopes, our mm. desires for a better future. Yeah. And I was just sitting here thinking, you know, if there was a Make-A-Wish foundation for adults that haven't lived up to their potential, <laughs> what would your wish be? You know what? Let's, you know, let's count this down and see if we have the same wish, the same hope. You ready? Okay, sure. Uh, what would your wish be? Three, two, one. Crime, Crime Stoppers, Stoppers actor. actor. Oh, my God. Wow. What are the odds of that? We have the same dream. <laughs> Unbelievable. I would love to be in one. And I think we're going to be talking to Wendy here. She said I could call her. Yeah. I'd love to be a criminal in one. Yeah. I don't know if she was the bad guy or the good guy. Though. Good morning. Wendy, it's Garner. Hi, Garner. You uh, you actually lived my dream. <laughs> It sounds like I did. I don't, Bryce and I have always talked about that, how much fun it would be to to get a gig as Crime Stopper reenactment actors. I think I'd be good at it. I think you would, too. Yeah. Although I'd probably overplay the part. I, I don't know. I'd be the, the guy constantly yelling to the director, what's my motivation in this scene? What's my motivation? So you were actually in one? I was, yeah. I went to school in Lethbridge in criminal justice, and through one of my courses, they said they were looking for people to help with the Crime Stoppers video. So I volunteered, and I was the victim of someone being stalked. Someone being shot? No, stalked. Oh, stalked. Okay. So what did you have to do? Like, peer through blinds? Uh, no, I was the victim. So I, they showed me, you know, walking across the street, and they showed... Um, I really just me walking and then some creepy dude following behind. So it was more about how to avoid putting yourself in dangerous situations. Oh, it was like about uh, prevention kind of. Yeah. 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 Okay. Did you make huge, did you ever have to work again after that? (laughs) No, I was one and done. Oh, really? Yeah. Uh, Apparently I didn't do that good of a job. We were just sitting here talking backstage and thought, what if we could get in touch with Crime Stoppers and give away like a walk-on extra role in an upcoming Crime Stoppers video? They'd probably like the press, I'm sure. Yeah, definitely not not like a speaking role. I don't know. I think it'd be something else if we could contact Crime Stoppers and uh, then give away. Caller 102 gets to star as the 
the the guy who robbed a bank or something. It's a sonic get the hell out of here to a Crime Stoppers set in Atchison. <laughs> it shows you stealing the contents of a freezer at a butcher shop. Some copper wire. Yeah. <laughs> this is the Garner Andrews Show with Bryce Kelly Podcast. Uh, this is from Ron. Hey, I got to do a Crime Stoppers bit once. After doing the whole shoot, it couldn't be used because it revealed information the cops didn't want released. Well, if there's anything I've learned from all the true crime I listen to, Ron, it's uh, that's called holdback information. And that would suck, though, to have your uh, Crime Stoppers reenactment dreams dashed before they could even take flight. Uh, oh, this one. In the smaller town where I grew up, there was a crime section in the newspaper. My name and birth year were listed from a suspected arson case. I lived in a neighboring town. It wasn't me, but it turns out there's somebody with the exact same name as me and birth year that was involved. My grandma called asking if I had seen the article. Uh, How do you... Nobody believes you when you say, no, I'm not the one who burned down the gas station. How do you prove yourself innocent? You're listening to the Garden Andrew Show with Bryce Kelly Podcast. We want to talk about that one time you were on the news. Maybe for good reasons, maybe for bad reasons. I don't know. Uh, go ahead. Hi. Um, so I had witnessed a car accident and um, the police were interviewing me, but the TV, um, the TV had showed up. And in the background, though, my dog, he was a little Bichon Frise named Marty. He was in the car, and he was up on the steering wheel and honking the horn. Uh, so it was- Dogs can be <laughs> such jerks. <laughs> he was adorable. It was like your moment in the spotlight, and he's like, I got to make this all about me. 100%. Oh, Marty. That's a good one. Uh, Marty, by the way, that's a good name for a dog. Thank you for that, Candy. I appreciate the phone call. The Garner Andrews Show with Bryce Kelly Podcast. Hang on a second. You there on line seven, you sound like a man of science. Did you hear about that plane crash in Medicine Hat the other night? No, man, I did not. What happened, dude? Small plane crashed into a house. Emergency crews show up. No one on board. How does that even happen? I don't know, man. Maybe did they check for remote? Yeah, that was rhetorical Just a big question. remote. That's all it is. Yeah. <laughs> sure it wasn't a remote control plane. I saw a picture of it. It was a real plane crashed into the back of a house under construction. And there was no one inside the plane. <sighs> the one story I heard was some guy's, like, working on his plane... And I don't know if it was one of those old-timey things that you used to see in mo- where they have to get out and actually spin the prop to start the plane. And then the plane just took off on its own. Planes can't do that. Or they'd be taking off all the time on their own. Try again with a different answer that I can buy into. The Garner Andrews Show with Bryce Kelly Podcast. The mystery of the unmanned plane. What is going on, Bryce? What is going on? I'll tell you what's going on. The government is what's going on, man. Do you think that that's what's going on? The government? Maybe. Somebody said that uh, it was probably a remote control plane. It was a huge, like a passenger plane. Not a passenger plane. Like a small plane. It's a two-seater. But it crashed into a house under construction in Medicine Hat. And then emergency crews showed up. And they're like, where is everybody? 
there was nobody in the plane. If it was just a case of a plane taking off on its own, we have grossly overestimated the difficult level of being a pilot. Well, this is just the rise of the machines, if that's what this is. Because mm -hmm. apparently one of the stories is, is that someone's just out there minding his own business, changing his plane struts in the Canadian Tire parking lot. He starts it up when he's not inside it, maybe uses a remote starter, and the thing took off on its own. And that's what happened. That's what they're saying happened. That's what the government wants you I to believe, man. Somebody is texting, I live in Medicine Hat. Happened near my place. They say it was an unmanned plane. People aren't believing it. Some people say the guy bailed as it was going down. We will never know. Add it to one of Medicine Hat's many mysteries. Eh, are there that many mysteries in Medicine Hat? I don't feel like there are. I feel like there are very few mysteries in yeah. Medicine Hat, Alberta, Canada. You finally got a mystery, Medicine Hat. Uh, it's awesome that our city made Alberta's news. There you go. Huh. I would like to know, is that common? You're just working on your plane and it takes off on its own? Hmm? I, don't, I sure hope not. I don't... It, that's terrifying if that's what happens. Yeah, because I feel like that could go sideways very quickly for a lot I, of people. I live close to an international airport, and now that's all I'm going to think about. You know, I thought piloting a plane involved a lot of mathematics and careful calculations and mm -hmm. a steady hand on the wheel. And if all it takes is just flipping a switch and you don't even have to be inside yeah i have to rethink everything i thought about aviation one and you have so many aviation thoughts i know you do that's mostly what i think about thanks for listening to the garner andrews show with bryce kelly podcast theme music by garner andrews guests of the podcast stay in the dumpster behind the building in the rail yard classy